but it's really good. Um, so, hey, today what I want to do, I want to do some things a little bit differently uh, this morning that I would typically do on a Sunday morning. Uh, I want to take a little bit of time to just kind of look back, look ahead, and then talk about uh, where we're moving as a church. I want to do that. But before I do that, I want to uh, bring to your attention uh, something called 40 Days with Jesus. And I don't know, how many of y'all picked one of these up before you came in? Okay? So some of you already picked one up. Did you sign up when you picked one up? Okay, please, if you pick one up, please make sure you sign up because we just kind of want to keep a record of, of who's uh, on board with this. But what we're doing and what we're encouraging everybody to do is to, to get off to a great start, uh, to a great year in 2019. And, and I think that one of the things that will do more for you in your walk with Jesus than anything else is spending daily time in the Word of God in prayer. I, I, I you know, statistically people who are daily in the Word, daily in the prayer, spiritually, do a lot better than people who don't. And, and secondly, people who are consistently coming together to worship with the, the people of God on a weekly basis do a lot better. And so what we're going to do is we're doing something called 40 Days with Jesus. And uh, what you'll do is, if you take this challenge with us, is you'll read through the Gospels of uh, Mark and Luke, a total of 40 chapters by reading a chapter a day. And uh, inside, we have a couple little articles for you to read, but there's also a place to write down your thoughts, things that may stand out to you uh, from your reading of the scriptures, what God's teaching you, and then just writing out a short prayer. And what I'd like to encourage you to do is just take uh, 15 minutes on a daily basis to spend time in the Word of God in prayer. And so what we're going to be doing is, while we are reading together through the Gospels of Mark and Luke, I'm going to be preaching from the Gospel of Matthew. And so what we're aiming for and what we're working towards is saturating our lives with Jesus those first 40 days of the new year. I say the first 40 days. Actually, we're kicking off a week from today, so starting January 6th. So uh, you can leave Jesus out before. No, I'm just kidding. Don't leave him out before then, all right? Uh, you can read the, the Gospel of Matthew between now and next Sunday. So uh, anyway, I would like to encourage everybody uh, to participate in that. Uh, I'd like to take a moment, and uh, I'd like to ask you, what I need from you this morning is going to be a little bit of participation. A little bit of participation, I think it'll be a little bit more interesting if we have that. But I want to do uh, a couple of things. First of all, I want to take a moment, and I want us to look back. I want us to look back, because, I, I, you know, the Bible talks about uh, just the importance of looking back and remembering the deeds of the Lord. In fact, the Bible says this. It says in Psalm chapter 77, verses 11 and 12, the psalmist says this. He says, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old. I will ponder all your work and meditate on your mighty deeds. And I want you to look at at that verse up here. If you've got your Bible, you can open up to Psalm 77 there. But what I want you to see is, is what does the psalmist say? He says, I will remember that I will call to mind, that I will, will think about and I will reflect on and I will ponder your work and meditate on your mighty deeds. I, I don't know how many of you might be like me who sometimes you, maybe you struggle a little bit with anxiety. This, maybe sometimes you look at the future and maybe, you're, uh, maybe you, you're concerned for your kids or maybe you're concerned for your grandkids or you're concerned for your parents or you're concerned for whoever, but... But I don't know if, if, you ever, uh, if you ever feel maybe a measure of concern about what you have no control over. I don't know if you ever have those kinds of feelings. 
But what I have found for me is that when I look back and I take time to remember and call to mind how God, I've seen God at work in my life or in our church, uh, it just, it has a way of calming me. So for example, you know, three years ago, um, we went through some medical emergencies as a family. And out of those medical emergencies, we had some bills. And those bills had more zeros behind it than anything I've ever bought before besides our house, okay? And, and so we had these huge bills. And I remember I had two kids in college at the time, and I remember thinking, I don't know how I can pay these medical bills and keep my kids in college. And I remember how, um, you know, you know I, just, I was crying out to God, and I remember getting down on the floor, face down, saying, God, I need your help. I don't know what to do. And that was a Tuesday. And that Thursday... Thursday, my son Caleb got an email saying that he had a $5,000 grant for school. $5,000 grant for school. Yeah. Then on Monday, the Monday after that Thursday, I opened it up. Joey and I, we began looking at our medical bills, and all of a sudden our bills were a lot smaller than they had been before. And I thought for sure there had been a mistake, and so we called up Kaiser. We called up Kaiser to ask them, has a mistake been made? And they said, yes, there has. And I'm expecting them to say, Add all those zeros back. You know, that's what I was expecting. And what they said is, is uh, yeah, there's a mistake's been made. This thing on your bill, you no longer owe that. And this thing on your bill, you no longer owe that. Oh, and by the way, we're going to send you back. Uh, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna send, send you money back. I mean, they, 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 they said, you've overpaid. And I'm like, what? And we had applied for a hardship, but they had told us not to expect anything for 45 to 90 days. In less than a week, we had our money. And it was like, uh, but, you know, when I feel anxious about the future, it's really good for me to call to mind to remember how God's been at work. So one time in our church, we were going through some financial hardship. It was back in the middle of the recession. Uh, I honestly didn't know how we were going to pay our, our next month's lease on our facility. I thought we were a week away from extinction. And, and I remember just crying out to God and all that. And then on a Sunday morning, I'm preaching through, uh, I'm preaching through the Lord's Prayer. And that Sunday, I'm preaching on give us this day our daily bread. You know that part of the, the Lord's Prayer? Give us this day our daily bread. Matt picks up an envelope. In that envelope was a check from a tight end of the 49ers, and I became a 49er fan that day. <laughs> I had been rooting for the Cowboys. I became a 49er fan. And it was a check for $10,000. And if it had come from the Raiders, Carmine, I would have started rooting for the Raiders. <laughs> but they're gone anyway. So, so they're headed to Vegas. I'm sorry. I'm, so, I'm not supposed to talk about bad news on the bad, last Sunday of the year. So anyway, but from time to time, it's really good for us to just pause and reflect on how we've seen God's goodness and God work in our lives. Again, the scripture says, I will remember. I will remember. And we need to take time to remember and to think about how we've seen God at work. And so what I want you to do right now, some of you, I know uh, if, if, you're, if, if you're a guest this morning, just hang on, pretend like you're on a roller coaster ride. You don't have to do anything or say anything. You can just quietly listen to everybody else. But what I want you to do is in groups of three or four or 12, or whatever you're comfortable with, but with the people around you, with the people around you, what I would like you to do is I'd like you to think about how have we seen God at work in our church over the last year? What are some things 
that you think of where you can say, you know, we've seen God's faithfulness show up in our church. So right now, let's just take a few minutes. I, wanna, uh, I want you to discuss that among yourselves. Uh, let's, let's hear from some of you guys. What are some things that you look back on this last year where maybe you've seen God at work in our church or maybe elsewhere, but how have we seen God's faithfulness over the last year? Noreen? That's right. That's right. Losing, losing uh, Christy was tough, but Kimberly has stepped up, and she has done a fantastic job of leading our children's ministries. Yeah, she is. Sandy? Jen? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we lost, we lost Heather, and uh, Jen has stepped up in the role of uh, the uh, admin for our church, and she has been a fantastic help. She's been a fantastic help. Uh, what are some other things, things that you think of? Next step, and then Jeremiah, what did you have? Oh, yeah, we did. That was tough, wasn't it, buddy? Wasn't it? Yeah. Next step, and then, uh, and then we'll put down Mason here because we miss Mason a lot. So, week of hope. Yeah, yeah. yeah for those of you who might be guests today, uh, what we did was we took off uh, the third week of um, the third week of July, and we went out and we just served people in our community. We washed cars, free car wash. Uh, invited people to a, a celebration uh, of Hope bar, uh, Barbecue and Concert. And at that, that, that barbecue concert, uh, we, we shared with people a little bit about the hope that we have uh, in Christ. Josh shared his testimony, and then I did a, a short little presentation on how people can put their hope in Jesus. Uh, and uh, it was great. It was great. John uh, Boltz was with us. Uh, it was fantastic. It was fantastic. Uh, I, I'm gonna, Lainey, you got your hand up, baby. Uh-huh. Yeah, the Easter egg hunt. That was fantastic. Yeah, through the egg hunt, we were able to reach out and invite. Uh, actually, we sent out a mailer that hit several thousand homes, but through social media, through, uh, just a second, Jeremiah, I'll get back to you in a second, but through social media, through all those different things, uh, we were able to actually uh, invite thousands of people to come out to our church and come to that event and come to hear uh, a little bit more about Jesus. Jeremiah, you had your arm up again, buddy. The baptisms, weren't those special? In fact, you got baptized this year, didn't you, buddy? Didn't, yeah, that was fantastic. That was fantastic. And I remember what you did, your mom did, and it was a fantastic example of what moms do. So, Belinda. Okay, okay. Yeah, uh, helping the homeless. Uh, we have... Um, uh, in... in, in you know, in, in a number of ways, in a number of ways. Feeding, uh, giving them housing. Uh, also, uh, Carmine and Belinda have been very invested for a long time, uh, leading a recovery group there and helping people get free of alcohol and drug addiction. Uh, Luke? Food donations. You bet. Food donations. So not just food, but we actually collected, I have no clue how much food we collected, but we collected a lot. Yeah, we did a lot. So, Seoul, Fall Fest. Fall Fest was fantastic, wasn't it? And a lot of the reason Fall Fest was, was fantastic is your mom's not here right now, so I can say this, but Chriselle. Chriselle was great. Lori was great. Kimberly was great as well. But our Fall Fest, we had several people who really stepped up 
to lead. And again, we were able to invite thousands of people in our community to our church for a fun event and also to invite them to, to, to church as well. Kalel. Operation Christmas Child. I don't know how many boxes we sent out this year, but we sent out a lot. And for those of you who are not familiar with Operation Christmas Child, what it is is we send hope. We send hope to children all around the world. And uh, we, we don't just give them presents, but we, we give them hope. And we tell them about Jesus. And, and this year, just last week, I, I, it was last week or the week before, my daughter Cassidy on Facebook got a thank you note from the Philippines with a picture of the little girl that, that Faithy had sent a box to last year. Isn't that cool? Isn't that cool? Yeah, so we did that. Uh, Ellie, you got your hand back there. Uh, wasn't that great? Didn't you have fun? I mean, I had a lot of fun with Emmanuel. I did. But I, I think the Christmas Eve... Uh, community outreach was was it was uh, it was really special, uh, and I, I just I mean especially doing that with Emmanuel. I love the way the two worship teams came together, and uh, Mary. Uh, well, we signed a new lease. It, yeah, we signed a new lease, a seven-year lease. Whereas in the past our leases have been we've never been sure how long we're going to be here, but that's been good news. Yeah, absolutely. Hang on a second. Let me get this down. Okay, lease. And then, Kalel, I saw your hand up again, buddy, bud. Did you have something else, Betty? No? Okay. Carmine? I'm sorry? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been, uh, we've been planning new churches. This year, uh, this year, Solana Valley played a part in, uh, we, we played a part in partner, partnering with next-gen churches in starting six churches. Six churches which is fantastic. It's fantastic. And uh, uh, because those, each of those churches is touching, between the six of them, they're touching hundreds of lives. One of those churches is on the ground floor providing uh, food and providing shelter uh, and loving and serving uh, people whose lives have been touched by the fire up in paradise. They took people into their homes. And uh, just the, these churches have been doing, doing some really, really neat things. Noreen? Okay. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We're we're training uh a, a new group of of worshipers uh, uh in in worship leaders um um okay, including younger yeah, younger worshipers, okay? I'm just going to say it that way. Okay? Uh, that's good. That's good. Maybe one more. Mary? Thanks, Mary. So, um, you know, a lot of you know that uh, the Tysars have adopted a little baby Sorry, uh, but we uh, adopted this little baby Evan, and he's had some some real health serious health problems. 
And with those health problems, because of his adoption, there have also been some issues where the different insurance companies are not necessarily really wanting to do what they were contracted to do. And so it's been extremely difficult uh, for, uh, for Mary and Cody. And um, but God has been faithful. And, uh, and I know that Mary would want me to say this, is that she really appreciates what so many of you have done to support and help them. Through this. Um, you know, as a pastor, probably few things warm me more. Uh, few things excite me more. and seeing how you love one another. And the mark of a great church is not necessarily great programs. And don't get me wrong, I am not anti-programming, and I'm not anti-big buildings and all that kind of good stuff. But, but you know, what the Bible talks a lot more about is it talks a lot more about how we love one another. And, in fact, Jesus said, by this all men will know that you are my disciples. He didn't say that you'll know my, you're my disciples by your big buildings. He didn't say you'll know... He didn't say people will know you're my disciples by having fantastic programs, and I am not anti-program. I'm not. But he said people will know that you're my disciples by how you love one another. And so when I see you guys do this, it just makes me immensely proud, if it's okay for me to say that, um, uh, of you guys and all that you've done. You know, this last year, just so you're aware, I want to add a couple of things. Some of these you've alluded to. This last year we baptized 16 people which for a church our size is pretty extraordinary. Uh, very few churches, uh, you know, it, it's just that, it, that is a pretty big number for a church. That's a huge number for a church our size, okay? Uh, most people would tell you that if they, you know, it, it's just that is a huge number. It is. Uh, secondly, this last year we had 29 people who joined our church in membership. Again, that is absolutely huge. Uh, for a church our size. We, we had an incredible outpouring of generosity by many people in the church through our Next Step campaign, uh, and I want to touch base on that a little bit more here in a second. Um, and, and this year has been a year of great gains, but it's also been a year of loss, and that, that was alluded to a little bit by Jeremiah, but also by Noreen, is that, that this last year we did lose some people. And the truth is, in any person's life, and in any uh, family, any church, any, uh, there are going to be seasons of, there are going to be times, you're, you're going to have highlights, you're going to have some really good things that happen, but there are also going to be those times where uh, you're going to experience a s- sense of loss. And this last year, we have lost some people that we love very, very much. Uh, you know, that this morning, there are seven people who used to worship with us here who are now worshiping in, in Denton, Texas. And I'm glad we're here, not in Denton. But, uh, but, but I, I wish the Dormans were still with us. We have another four people who are worshiping today in Hawaii. We have three more people uh, who are among our church who are worshiping uh, in, in Europe. And, and these people were people who gave very generously of their time and their gifts and their abilities. That, that included those, those, just those people, and that's not... Just those people, that includes an elder, a backup worship leader, another member of the worship team. That includes uh, an admin, our director of children's ministries, 
That includes uh, two fantastic people who are serving with our student ministries. Uh, and so with that, you feel a sense of loss. But even in that loss, we have seen God's faithfulness. That even though we did lose some key people and key roles, you mentioned how Kimberly Brown has stepped up in the role of leading our children's ministry and how Jen Prodovinsky has stepped up to fill the role of church admin. Um, and, uh, and, and there have been other things. This year, through the leadership of Matt and Carolyn Skinner, we had 15 people who went through uh, Financial Peace University. And, and those 15 people, those 15 people in nine weeks, in nine weeks, those 15 people paid off $74,000 of debt. Not, you know, not mortgage debt, but uh, like credit card debt and stuff. They also put away about $24,000 in, in, uh, in, in savings uh, for an emergency. And then they cut up 18 credit cards. Uh, one of those people became a tither in their church for the first time. And, uh, and so people were getting financial freedom through that. Um, this last year, through our community Easter egg hunt, our Week of Hope outreach, our fall festival, our community Christmas Eve service, we literally invited thousands of people. There were personal invites. There were invites uh, through uh, mailers. There were invites through uh, social media and through signs in people's yards. But we literally invited thousands of people in this community to come to some special events, to come to our church, and come to opportunities to hear the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Those are just a few things. Um, And so there's been some really, really good things over the last year. Um, As of November of 2018, at at the end of last month, not this month, uh, we have been able to set aside $116,175 as a down payment on the future home of our church. That is huge. That is huge. Um, Because of the faithfulness and the generosity of so many of you here, uh, we have given away $12,335 to support launching six new churches. I talked to to Josh um, Roten the other day, who's the director of church planning, for Next Step Churches, and we are a member of an association of about 140 churches. And he said, Gary, if every church in our association did what you guys were doing, we would be reaching tens of thousands of people every year. And, uh, but you know what, folks? That happened because God is gracious, because everything we have to give, it comes from God, because God is gracious and God is faithful. But you know what? Because you have been generous. You have been generous, and, and I, want to, uh, I want to acknowledge that. And on top of that, on top of that we, uh, your, because of your generosity, $7,935 was given to support the ministry of Jim and Annie Culp with World Venture. Three years ago, there was no such thing as, uh, as, as Western Seminary reaching Latinos and, 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 and training Latino pastors. Uh, but today... This last year, because of your generosity and your partnership, they were able to be involved in training 450 pastors, church planners, church leaders in 80 different churches, in dozens of villages and cities and towns scattered throughout three different countries. 
in Peru, Cuba, uh, and also in Mexico. And, and so we've been able to be a part of, you know, a few years ago, Joy and I, we moved here because we wanted to, to plant a church that makes disciples. We wanted to make disciples that are planting churches, and we wanted to plant churches that are reaching our world. And guess what, people? God has been faithful. You have been generous. And people's lives are being touched. Not just in this circle, not just in this room, but in our community, in Northern California, and across the world, around the world. So what I want to do now is I want to talk with you briefly about where, where we're headed in the future. And uh, what I'd like you to do is, again, I want you to take just a moment, and, and this is what the Bible says, uh, looking ahead, looking ahead. When looking toward the future, we need to carefully consider the plans that God wants us to make. This is what the Bible says. This is what the Bible says. The Bible says, but the noble man devises noble plans. And by noble plans, he stands. You hear those words? That God wants us to be noble men and women. He wants us to make noble plans for the honor and the glory of his name. And it's in those noble plans that we will stand. What I want you to do right now is I want you to, again, in your groups, I want you to just discuss among yourselves, how would you like to see God display his faithfulness in the next year? Okay? I just kind of want you to dream a little bit in groups, and I want you to, to just talk with each other. What would you like to be able to celebrate this time next year? through the ministries of our church. Let's take a few minutes and do that. I'm sure we could take a lot more time for this, but I want to hear back from you as you were talking in your groups. What are some things? Luke, what would you like to, to celebrate this time next year? A better fall fest. All right. All right. A better fall fest. And by better, we mean more donuts. A better fall fest. And loads of candy. Of course, you can't, you can't forget the candy. Somebody else. Aaron? Okay, okay, so being a light on the hill, uh, being a light on, on the hill for our community. We had a shooting, some of you know, just uh, about a block and a half from here, uh, over by Gordito's and uh, by Chuck E. Cheese last night. So, uh, Kalel? I'm sorry? More families come to our church. I would like that too, Kalel. That would be really exciting. But seeing more families come to our church, that'd be fantastic. Michelle? Okay. Okay. So reaching more youth. Okay. Reaching more youth with our, our, our youth group. Um, okay. Somebody else? Noreen? <laughs> okay. So. Basically, I'm seeing a common theme here. More, more, more. <laughs> okay, so more of the people we invite. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay, okay. So you get what she's saying here. It's not that we want to go away, but we want to be the kind of presence in our community that if for some reason we were to, to, 
we were gone for whatever reason, that the community would actually miss us, okay? And so um, um, I'm just going to say more uh, invested. Um, okay, okay. Someone else? Mary? Okay, some more uh, Bible studies. Is that what, did I hear you correctly? Okay, some more Bible studies. All right. Yeah, I would love to see more people in uh, next step groups. Really, I think that, you know, the thing is here on a Sunday morning, it's easy to kind of skim in relationship. Do you understand what I mean by skimming in relationship? But when you are in a group, you begin to build healthier, stronger connections. And when you're building healthier, stronger connections, that's where you begin to see lives change. Judd, you've had your hand up for a while. All right. Okay. Okay. A zip line. A zip line for the egg hunt. And we will task your mom with... Actually, we'll task your dad with that. I think he'll be... All right, so maybe we may not be able to do the zip line, but we want to upgrade. Carolyn? Hmm, that would be fantastic. Okay, okay. So we would love to see where our neighbors, uh, you know, what I'm going to say is that, that our church becomes a safe place for our neighbors to connect and grow, okay? But uh, neighbors welcome and actually here. And, 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 and the key here, the key here is this, is that people, when they believe a place is a safe place where they can connect and grow, they will show up, okay? And uh, I saw another hand up. Belinda. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I will. I will. Just let's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the the words the words I first heard her say were that we would be united in prayer in such a way that we're seeing God work uh, in 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 our church, our community. So, Laney. Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, helping our community uh, through the, the Mancus Park uh, cleanup. It's, you know, uh, going out and, and just making the place beautiful, but doing it in the name of Jesus uh, in a way that, 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 that kind of goes back to that idea of that, that we would be missing our community if we weren't here doing what we're doing. And uh, so, Luke, better worship team. Okay, so let's say that a little bit differently. Let's, let's say that a little differently. Can we say more people on our worship team? Okay, all right, all right. So, because the worship team we have is great, but we want to see more people involved, okay? So, okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, the other thing that we want is better preaching, all right? Amen? All right. Carmine. Okay, okay. So, okay. So, wisdom and courage. Wisdom and courage uh, to fight the good fight. And, and, 
you know what? Um, it takes wisdom and courage uh, to love people. It takes wisdom and courage to love uh, people uh, and, and to uh, serve them even when they think differently, even when they believe differently, even when they act differently from us. In other words, we're not despising people because of what political party they're a part of. We're not despising people because of the color of their skin. We're not despising people because of their education or what neighborhood they live in. But we're loving people the way Jesus loves people, recklessly, recklessly. So I had another handle. Oh, Tiffany. Totally stacked. I'm going to, we're going to, we're going to, uh, I, I want to move this forward, and I want to camp on this in a minute, okay? Uh, totally stacked. I'm going to say children's and youth ministry, okay? So um, I, I think one of the great opportunities that we have to love and serve people in our community is by investing in and loving not just the children of our church and not just the young people of our church, but the children and the young people of our community. Uh, what I would like to see happen this next year, and these are, there are a few things. First of all, I want to hit on something for you real quick. Uh, whenever we look at and whenever we begin to put together goals for our church, goals help us to kind of unite, uh, help us to work together. Uh, and, and the problem that most churches have is not that they have no vision, the problem that most churches have is that they have too many visions. And so what we need to do is we need to be united, united under Christ, devoted not to our own little uh, purposes, but united uh, in living his kingdom purpose in our community. And so for us, we, we talk about this in, in a couple of ways. One is what our mission is. Why do we exist as a church? And our mission at Solana Valley Church, and I don't care what anybody else's mission is here, meaning that, that this is what God has called of us, okay? We're not trying to define for other people what they're supposed to do. This is just what we know that God wants us to do. And what God wants us to do is he wants us to be a church that makes disciples, and this is how we make disciples, by inviting people to follow Jesus. Inviting people to follow Jesus so they become more like him. And by becoming more like Jesus, we're talking about becoming more like Jesus in our thinking, we're thinking about becoming more like Jesus in our attitudes, our affections. And we're thinking about becoming more like Jesus in our actions. And that's what we want for us, and that's what we want for those neighbors. Like what Carolyn was talking about, neighbors from every neighborhood coming to our church, but also coming to Jesus and following Jesus with us. That that is our mission. That our strategy, or basically how we live out that mission as a church, for us, is to worship, grow, serve, and reach. And by worship, I do mean weekly corporate worship together as the family of God. But I mean more than that. See, we want to worship God, but we want to worship God in everything we do. Whether we're here on a Sunday morning or we're at work on a Monday morning, we want to worship God in everything that we do. That to grow, that we want to grow in Christ uh, day by day. We want to grow in Christ day by day. And that, to, to serve, that we want to serve others before ourselves. By the way, by the way, the demise of, of the church in North America will come as a result of three things. North America will become exactly like Europe for three reasons. The first reason is this, biblical illiteracy. 
People just don't know the Bible anymore. That's, that's, if, if the church crashes and burns in North America, it will be because people no longer know the Word of God. That's the reason doing stuff like 40 days with Jesus is so important for us. But biblical illiteracy, number one. Number two, prayerlessness. Prayerlessness. In other words, we are, are, it may, maybe we're invested in prayer, but our prayers are all about us instead of about God's kingdom purposes. But the third thing that will result in the collapse of the church in North America is this, consumerism. Consumerism. In other words, people attend church not like worshipers, but like consumers. That we consume a message. We consume a worship experience that other people are given to us instead of seeing worship not as a service we consume, but a service that we give to God. Um, okay, I'll get off. I'll quit preaching. Uh, I have no clue where I'm at right now, uh, but 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 where we're at. But then uh, the, the, the the our strategy number uh, that says read. I don't know why it says read. It should say reach. Okay, uh, probably because I. It either it's autocorrect on my computer. I don't know if y'all have that, or it's because of me. Uh, it's probably me, okay? But it's supposed to say worship, grow, serve, and reach, all right? Uh, but we want to reach our world, and we want to reach our community one person at a time. Worship, grow, serve, and reach. You did it right. I did it right. Fantastic. <laughs> Had a little, show, a little help there from the Holy Spirit and from Court. Thank you, Court. Uh, and then finally, that, uh, and then we have our values. And our values don't just simply define what we do, but they define how we do everything we do. And in our church, the values that guide uh, not just what we do, but how we do everything we do is that everyone matters. And by that, what we mean is that people matter regardless of their race, regardless of their political persuasion, regardless of what neighborhood they live in, regardless of where they work, how educated or uneducated they are, but everyone matters. And what that means is this, is that we show people they matter to God by showing them that they matter to us. That's what everyone matters means. And everyone matters means this, as long as there is one lost person in this community, we will do anything and everything we can to reach that person. If you are a family like the Dorman family with five kids and one kid's missing, what do you do? Oh, four out of five is not bad. Let's move on. No. No, you do everything you can to find that one lost child. And that's what we're going to do as a church. We will continue to do things like the egg hunt. We will do things like Week of Hope. We will do things like our, 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 our fall festival. We will do things like our community Christmas uh, outreach because lost people matter to God. And because they matter to God, they matter to us. Everyone matters. Number two. Number two is community-focused. One of the things that happens in churches is we become very inward in our focus. And everything is about me and my family. And, of course, that's exactly what it means to follow Jesus, right? Isn't that the way Jesus left? It's all about me? No. No, Jesus cared deeply for those who were lost. And we are, too. That we are going, we are going to be community focused, meaning that we are going to focus on serving the needs of people in our community to build bridges for the gospel. They're relationally warm. Relationally warm, meaning not just that we are a friendly church, but we are a safe place where people can connect and grow in their walk with Jesus. The scripture lived. 
By Scripture lived, I mean this, is that we don't just learn Scripture to know Scripture. We learn Scripture to live Scripture. That's what we're about. That's what we're about. And then next step, discipleship. And by next step, discipleship, I mean this, is that we are a people following Jesus, eager to take the next step in following Jesus. And right now, God is wanting to speak to you. Right now, God is wanting to speak to you, and he's wanting to talk to you about what he wants you to do to be invested in your walk in in growing in him in 2019. So you want to be listening to God. And we want to be working together and walking together and following Jesus together. Finally, one last, you know, I'm going to give you guys a, 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 what do you call it, a a ministry plan for 2019 in a couple weeks here. We're still working on it. We've been working on it for a while. I'll try to take what I can from what you've shared along with what the elders have said, and I want to get more input from our our, uh, elders on this, but also our staff. Um, But uh, I want to try to incorporate this. Um, Let me just hit one more thing, and I'll try to land this one quickly for you, okay? Investing in prayer. Investing in prayer. We want to invest ourselves in united prayer. Did someone say united prayer earlier? We want to invest ourselves in united and continual prayer. That, that the Bible says this in Acts one fourteen, After the resurrection of Jesus, after the ascension of Jesus when he went up into heaven, you know what the people of God did? You know what the people of God did? They prayed. But you know how they prayed? Uh, they prayed continually. You know how they prayed? They prayed with one mind. They prayed with one mind. They prayed continually. And they were devoting themselves to prayer. Meaning this. Uh, this is what the Bible says. These all with one mind were continually devoting themselves to prayer. The early church was born in prayer. The early church was born in prayer, and it was triumphant in prayer. Do you hear this? This is important. The early church was born in prayer. It was triumphant in prayer. Prayer was not the last thing they did. It was the most important thing they did. They didn't just punctuate their lives with services and ministries with prayer. With one mind, they continually devoted themselves to the task of praying. And that's why we are going to enter 2019 with 40 days in the Word and prayer. And not just the kind of prayer that says, hey God, I'd like to have a raise at work, although I would. Hey God, I'd like to have a promotion. Okay. Well, actually, God's the boss. I don't think there's a lot of room for me to get promoted there. Um, Not just, God, make my wife more agreeable and easier to live with. Not that kind of praying. Not not that, well, I'm not talking about me and my wife. I'm I'm talking about, yeah. But, um, But, you know, the thing is, is a lot of times the way we pray is God change everything around me. Change everything around me so I don't have to change. Change everything around me. Change this person. 
Change this person. Change my job. Change my school. Change my teacher. Change my students. Change my principal. Change my neighbors. Change, change, change. And we are praying for change instead of praying for the change that matters most. And that's the change that comes right here. So what we need to do is we need to be continually devoted with one mind, praying for the, the change that matters most, and that's the change of our hearts, and praying for revival and awakening in our community. Let's pray. God, you are a good God. You are our great and awesome. God, you are holy, 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 Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Lord, you are, you are righteous in all of your judgments and you are full of grace and mercy and you are ready to forgive all who come to you. God, we are so grateful for the blessings that we have in Jesus. We are so grateful that in Christ there is no condemnation. We are so grateful that in Christ we are, we are a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. We are so grateful, God, that in Christ nothing and no one can separate us from your love. Lord, we want to become people of your word, and we want to become people of prayer. God, I pray that for us, 40 days with Jesus will not just be a program. It will be a time when our lives are changed. I pray, God, that every day we will seek you. Seek you with pure, um, undistracted hearts. That we will come to you humbly in prayer. That we will come to you uh, to hear from you in your word. And that we'll be changed by being with you. I pray, God, that we will be a people who come together on a weekly basis for the work, uh, the, 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 the work of worship and worshiping and serving you. And I pray this in Christ's name and for your glory.